0: You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Thanks for being here with me on this kind of rainy Tuesday at NYC. I don't know how it is wherever you are. We got a lot today. The new governor of New York goes with a kind of messianic Fauciism. I'll explain what I mean by that. Plus, The budget and debt fight is underway. Trillions of dollars hang in the balance. The border continues to be a mess. You've got more Haitian migrants making their way up to the U.S.-Mexico border. And some NBA players are speaking sense about the COVID lockdowns. We will get in or vaccine mandates. I mean, plus all the other things that go along with it, I'm sure. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Right now, I want to tell you, when running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. and HR manager's salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash buck, Bambi.com slash buck. Now, I've been telling you for a while, it's been a while. Some people might, I don't know, that that did not probably, that was not the right key for stained, no, not even close. Uh, But I have been saying that there's something, religious feeling there is something uh, akin to religious belief with the mask cults and the lockdowns and Fauciism and all this uh, this is nothing new right that people have adopted this the same way that climate change for them is a religious belief for people who think they are too smart for religion Fauciism has become a, a an existential uh, issue for people it has become a, a spiritual quest To fight the virus, you must fight the virus Uh, and do whatever Fauci says. You know, if it means you can't even go outside without having three plastic bags on your head at once and maybe a gas mask and also some of that gauze just stuck up your nose so you can't really breathe in the viral aerosols. Yeah. Yeah. You do all these things now, right, because this is what you're told to do. I mean, you don't if you're listening to this, but people do. And I've been saying that it's religious for a while. Well, everyone's now picking up on this because you have the governor of New York, uh, Kathy Hochul, who has gone out and, and essentially said that this is now a religious request. I mean, she's more or less told people that her plan here is to have you go out and be an evangelist of sorts for uh, Fauciism. You're supposed to spread the word about this. You're supposed to tell everybody about how being a great Fauciite is absolutely essential. So this is what we're facing right now. And oh, by the way, vaccine mandates are so essential for hospital capacity that she's willing to destroy hospital capacity in order to get vaccine mandates fully through. And here's the example of a play clip. And we'll be nation
1: leading with our... Mandate which strikes at midnight tonight when everyone is expected in a hospital in the state of New York or a health care facility to have been Vaccinated I will be signing an executive order to give me the emergency powers necessary to address these shortages where they occur That's going to allow me to Deploy the National Guard who are medically trained Deploy people uh, who've been retired who may have had a license lapse bring in people from elsewhere that is not my first position though my friends. My 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 desire is to have the people who've been out there continue to work in their jobs, work in them safely and to all the other healthcare workers who are vaccinated. They also deserve to know that the people they're working with will not get them
0: sick. Got to get the shot or else we're going to make it hard for hospitals to function. No one ever stops to ask, why is it? Why is it that they don't want to get the shot? Who are the people who oppose getting the shot in the healthcare industry? What what is it about this that makes them so hesitant? Well, you see, you're not allowed to ask those questions because the answers would be very uncomfortable for the religion of Fauciism. Fauciism tells you you got to obey without asking any questions. And here is a high priestess of the Church of Fauciism, Kathy
1: Hochul,
0: going full on messianic Fauciism.
1: I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know, there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love? but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to. Should that
0: send a chill up your spine? I mean, I think it I think it should. He's talking about this as though the vaccine is is a gift from God. Really? That's that's where we're going to be now. We're going to pretend that in Pfizer we trust. Remember the vaccines 6 months ago we were told we're going to end this thing, no question. It's all over. 60, 70 percent people uh, get the vaccine, you're at herd immunity, you're safe, you're done. 95 percent effective, they said. Turned out that's not true at all. Now they're really slowly changing the actual uh, the goal of all this. They're, they're, or they're rewriting what they said the goal was so that what you actually have is a circumstance in which this is a therapeutic It's not even really a vaccine, not in the traditional sense. And here we now see why this is just going to continue to grind away at those of us who care about what was said, who care about what the truth is, because I don't want to hear Kathy uh, Hochul out there telling everybody that this is what they have to do. I don't want her saying as she did. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught to love one another and how you show that love uh, is to care about each other enough to say, please get the vaccine. I mean, let me tell you this. When submediocre politicians start citing Jesus as the rationale for tyranny and endless harassment, they have scary things in mind for you. And while half of America seems determined to resist the worst of the Fauciite madness. The other half currently has the power of the White House, Congress, and the media to torture the public spirit with endless stupid COVID rules. We are not yet in the, say, the situation of Austra- Australia. But if Biden and his little handlers and enablers and minions could lock you and me, mask deniers or vaccine questioners, away in camps for week- weeks on end, like they do in Australia, trust me, they would do so. And they would luxuriate in the sanctimony of it all while they did. I mean, let's talk about Australia for a second, shall we? While we're looking at uh, Kathy Hochul. I mean, Americans used to think of Australia as something like the United Kingdom with warmer weather and better beaches. It's now turned into a cautionary tale. Australia is East Germany with koalas. And you won't see a lot of headlines about this, but about half of Australia's 25 million people are suffering under a severe ongoing COVID lockdown. And it's not the kind of U.S. lockdown where you have, oh, you go to work, you do your thing, you're essential. No, no, no. This is a real lockdown. Uh, There aren't all these exceptions. People don't just go about their business except for those who can comfortably stay home, have their food delivered, and watch a lot of Netflix. No, in Australia, they take their lockdowns very seriously. They will enthusiastically give fines to young moms uh, pushing strollers in public parks. Because they're unmasked outdoors or they've exceeded the allowable radius from home, the distance you're allowed to be from home. The state is instituting these kinds of rules there. I and mean, you've probably seen the videos have gone viral of Australian police firing rubber bullets and deploying flashbang grenades against anti-lockdown protesters for the crime of being outside. These armed agents of the state clad in black riot gear zealously enforce outdoor mask measures on public streets and will viciously arrest. And I mean, they'll faceplant you into the concrete if you transgress these unscientific and idiotic rules. They simply don't care. I mean, how bad is it in Australia? Sydney, which is the most populous city in Australia, has been in lockdown for over three months. They've got regulations there, including a 9 p.m. curfew, only an hour of outdoor exercise allowed each day. I mean, where is the scientific basis for that? Anyone want to explain that one to me? Not allowed to be out of your home past nine because the virus, the virus is a creature of the night. It's not true. Virus doesn't care. So why is it safe all of a sudden up until nine? At at 8.58, you're allowed to be outside your home at nine o'clock. You can't. Or 9.01 Australian time. And I know that they have very few deaths and very few cases overall as a country. Australia has had about 1,200 deaths, 100,000 cases. Uh, but that's because it's an island and they have cut off all international travel. It's not because people are wearing masks outside. It's just not true. I mean, that is if what they're doing worked so well, we'd have to know why hasn't it worked in other places in Europe In America, in Asia, find find me a place with lockdown measures and I'll find you a place where the virus spread very, very rapidly. But like I said, in Pfizer, we trust. That's what they want you to believe. Don't think that this is just their problem. Don't think this is just something that other countries like Australia have to deal with. If they could, as I said, lock you in camps here for weeks on end to protect people from the virus, they would do it. So it's not just Australia where these concerns of a tyrannical reality have to be taken seriously. We got more than our share of status demagogues in office here. And the Biden administration appears drunk with power and incompetent with its hands on the wheels of government. And state politicians have adopted in some cases, whether it's Gavin Newsom or uh, Hochul. Whitmer in Michigan, interestingly enough, wants to stay in office. So she's actually loosening up on some of this stuff. What they're doing in Australia is absolute madness, and they would do it here. The lockdowners would do it here if they could get away with it. And this is all for a virus that has a ninety-nine point seven percent survival rate. Just remember that. And they compare it to viruses or pandemics of the past with a thirty percent or a fifty percent or a seventy percent fatality rate, whether we're talking about uh the, the black death or we're talking about the Spanish influenza, which is about a five percent fatality rate. But when after specifically uh, young people, 20 to 40 or when they compare it to smallpox, which has a 30 percent fatality rate. I mean, the, these are diseases that can destroy entire hollow out societies. COVID is not hollowing out any society. It's thankfully not that dangerous compared to those other pathogens. That's just a matter of numbers and history and fact. But look at what they've done. Look at how much they have changed, um, changed the perception of what the state should be or could be allowed to do. Um, One thing that I think is going to be interesting is how much the transfer is going to occur from the mobilization of people through fear and this religious zeal from Fauciism to a mobilization toward uh, the Green New Deal. You're going to see a lot of that. You're going to hear. um, You're going to hear people that are saying, you know what, we have to save the planet from climate, just like we had to save it from the virus. That's what they're going to be saying. And you need to get ready for that. Remember Greta Thunberg? Greta Thunberg was a teenage girl who people kind of worshipped as a child god for a while. It was really embarrassing. And CNN put her on TV, 16 years old. She's going around and saying you know, that the world has to change its economy basically because of climate change. This was just kind of fun. I, I, I saw this, she's, um, she's making, making fun of Biden and the other American politicians who pay all this lip service to uh, climate change. It's pretty amusing. This is not about some expensive politically correct green act of bunny
2: hugging or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by
0: 25, 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far, has led to no action. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, she's right about Biden and the Green New Deal lunatics with just everything sounds like blah, blah, blah. That part of it is true. But here you have a little 18 or 19-year-old radical who knows nothing about anything. And she's lecturing the rest of the world. There are people who take her seriously. There are adults who think they're really smart, who think they're really well-educated and wise, who will listen to her. It's crazy. It's crazy. That is the situation in which we find ourselves. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation helps us keep our commitment to never forget. And this year, the foundation is honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller paid tribute to the fallen this year by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and ending at ground zero. It was more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, and it ended on 9-11. The names of those lost to 9-11 related illness were read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of those lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do incredible, incredible work. Oh, before we move on to the border and the budget. I had mentioned uh, that there are some NBA players who are just really spot on with their analysis of the covid vaccine mandates. What they say makes total scientific sense. What they say is true. And yet people want to uh, undermine them and they want to force them to get the shot. Um, Here is just one example of it. NBA uh, player Jonathan Isaac, and here's what he says about the vaccine.
2: Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past, and so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity, has uh, uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic, and it's still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms, um, from contracting it, but with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a re- severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means, um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID, um, with, or without not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or, um, talked crazy to doesn't, uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is, uh, telling them to do. Um, He is absolutely
0: correct. Everything he said there is rational, is true. And yet, what does the media do with this? Because uh, they had tried to convince us all for a long time. They had tried to convince us uh, that the way forward, right, was just to bludgeon all the Trump supporters out there who won't get the vaccine into submission, and then everything will be fine. Well, I don't know the politics of uh mr jonathan isaac but he's certainly not a white male trump supporter from what we understand about uh you know the the demographic realities by percentage of how many people will be voting for donald trump or i mean by the you know it's unlikely i should say it's unlikely that he is a he could be a trump supporter i don't know but it's unlikely um and he's definitely not a rural white male anti-vaxxer that we know for sure so What is it exactly that's so impossible for the Fauciites to understand here? They ignored natural immunity, which is a scientific reality. It is the truth. It is better than vaccines. We know this now. They ignored it because it interfered with their policy preference. And they pretended that the policy preference was all just science and not a judgment call. And this is what they do constantly this is how they are always moving the goalposts this is how fauciism it's like the the water in which fauciism swims is pretending that something is science when it is not it is a policy judgment that they're making with a lot of politics behind it speaking of the politics border continues to be a mess Here's Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa saying Joe Biden needs to go down there and see what's going on himself.
1: Thousands of illegal immigrants coming to the southern border. So what do they need to do? They need to secure it. They need to continue with many of the policies that were put into place under the past administration, like the Remain in Mexico policy. All of these things need to be followed up on. Joe Biden hasn't been to the border at all, and Kamala Harris barely touched ground there. Um, So they need to go see firsthand what is going on. It is a humanitarian crisis, one that is devastating. And to continue to encourage people to flow to our southern border with the promise of entering into the United States is absolutely ridiculous. We cannot sustain this.
0: This is the reality. If you get to our southern border, there's a better than even chance— after crossing it illegally, that you will be able to stay in the United States. There are additional uh, caravans of Haitian migrants on their way to the U.S.-Mexico border right now. They're going to be there in a matter of, I think, days, maybe weeks. That's what we are seeing. That's what is playing out right now. And the Democrats have no plan for it other than allowing people to continue to come to the country and make a mockery of our immigration system, which is what they're doing. That's the situation as it unfolds here. And uh, now we're looking at almost two million. It'll probably be this year entering the country illegally. If the American people don't completely repudiate this open borders madness at the polls in the midterm election, yeah, it's really it feels like it's all over, folks. I mean, what what are we fighting for as a country? The Democrats will achieve one party rule. That's what's going to happen. Just a matter of when I, I hate to put it in those kinds of terms, but that's what I see going on here. If they can continue on flooding the country with uh, with illegal immigrants, legal aliens under federal statute and then make sure that they are the party of amnesty, they're the party of the welfare state, Democrats win. That's what's going to happen. I mean, you see the last election, you know, whatever you think of the reality of the vote counting in different places, et cetera, uh, it was not a huge amount of people in these different states determining the final outcome. So in that circumstance, in that situation, do you think that Republicans would have a real shot of winning national or even important state elections if you had 11 or 15 or 20 million illegals amnestied? Because that's what we are heading for. I think we've kind of forgotten it because Trump was the most effective messenger about that impending uh, challenge to the sovereignty of this nation or that ongoing challenge to the sovereignty of this nation. And because he's gone. Yeah. Now we don't talk about it much anymore. And then there's also the challenge to the durability of our currency from the spending of trillions of dollars that the Democrats want to do right now. And it's, it's just a grab bag. There's all kinds of Green New Deal stuff in there. There's something about tree. I'm serious. Tree equity in this 2000 uh, page plus bill. And here's Jen Psaki trying to tell you uh, on behalf of the White House that it's going to cost zero.
1: There's not disagreement about the fundamentals of what we're trying to achieve. And there is agreement that we need to uh, address the climate crisis, that we need to cut costs for child care, for college, uh, that we need to make it easier for women to rejoin the workforce. We need to rebuild and modernize our infrastructure. So there's not there's agreement on that. There's a basic uh discussion that needs to happen or is ongoing uh we're, we're right in the weeds of it now on what the size of the package looks like but i will also note uh and we've done this a little bit over the past couple of days but that this package the reconciliation package would cost zero dollars so what i'm saying what i what we are the case we're making here is that there needs to be agreement on the different components there's broad agreement on the goals and then there needs to be agreement on what the revenue pay-fors are
0: revenue pay-fors is that such a cute way of saying taxes They're going to raise taxes. The government is going to, with the threat of force, take more money from the people. That is what they are doing. They can come up with all these different ways of saying it. But the notion that this is going to cost zero is insane. Anyone who believes that deserves what happens to this country, deserves what happens to them long and hard. Absurd. Utter madness. But Democrats will say anything about this. Anything about this uh, this bill to get it through because otherwise what is the Biden agenda what has Joe Biden achieved other than wandering around walking off into the bushes going burr, burr, burr. no joke that's going to be the show for today team thanks so much for being here with me appreciate you uh, spending some time in the freedom hut please uh, spread the word about this show share it on your facebook page text a link to the podcast to somebody the buck Sexton show podcast I will be back with you tomorrow, Shields High.